This is a presentation of the Pitch Podcast Network. Hey there, my name is Patrick Moore and this is KC Top 5 on the Pitch Podcast Network. This is a listicle podcast about, you guessed it, Kansas City. Every week, myself, a member of the Pitch staff, and a local Kansas Cityan will pick our top five favorite things about Kansas City. Today on the show, I am joined by former baby model and current Boulevard Beer marketing guru, Pat Mullen, as well as the editor-in-chief here at The Pitch, Brock Wilbur. Before we get started, I will very quickly explain how the show works. This is not a draft, and no lists are discussed ahead of time. Everyone that's a guest on the show, myself included, we know the topic, we make our top five list, and then on the show, we just work our way through our list, starting at number five, taking turns all the way until we get down to number one. Pretty simple. Look, the world's a garbage fire right now, so this is meant to be a fun little distraction that highlights what we love about the city we love. This is KC Top 5. How are things in your world? Uh, they're going all right. Like, you know, just take it day by day, right? Yeah, we, it's it's like recovery, I suppose, or with, in that way. With this, with this news cycle, it's like take it every four hours by every four hours. You don't even get a full day anymore. <laughs> so true. Oh, you're, you're talking to the head of news. So, yeah, I... <laughs> My, my wife realized I haven't really shut my laptop during a wait time in like nearly a year. It's like 18 hours a day. It's just on your lap. And I'm like, I've, I've definitely just burned every sperm I ever had. Like there's no baby. <laughs> That'll save you money on a vasectomy. That's right. See, yeah. it <laughs> okay. Enough about cum and vasectomies. Let's talk about the reason we're here. Huh? How about that segue? We are here today to pick our top five favorite sandwiches in Kansas City. And I will say, I struggled with this. I didn't realize how many sandwiches I like in Kansas City. <laughs> it's tough. I kind of thought that you were you were implying that it was going the other direction. Like, look, I've just got my fucking three. I got my go-tos. I don't deviate from those sandwiches, so. It's true. Like, I think there are probably like three or four places I do go to all the time. Uh, and I imagine that we're going to have some crossover here. I think a lot of us might have the same sandwich on our list. But Pat, let's start off with you, man. What's your number five? So I feel like this is a little bit of a dark horse because the restaurant is out in South Overland Park. And I feel like most people think South Overland Park and think just a bunch of chains and olive gardens and shit like that. But um, out in Prairie Fire is this uh, wonderful restaurant called The Brass Onion. Um, that's a lot of Southern kind of comfort food. And they have a corned beef short rib Reuben, which is fantastic. Um, I feel like a Reuben is one of those sandwiches that you don't see super regularly because I think a lot of people see it as now, this is something you eat around St. Patrick's Day, and that's really it. But they have it available all the time, and it's incredible. Like, having it be that brine short, uh, short rib as the meat in there. Um, and, you know, of course, you got your pickled cabbage and all that stuff. It's huge, it's messy, and it's just fucking fantastic. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I have not ventured out that far. I usually don't make it to Overland Park, so I'm going to have to uh, make a road trip. It's in Prairie Fire, yeah. And, it's like, it's always this debate for me because their fried chicken is incredible. So it's always this struggle between do I go fried chicken or do I go Reuben? So I just kind of have to trade off every other time, but it's a great. You ever get both? Uh, Not yet, but maybe next time. I think that's the move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brock, sir, what is your number five? Uh, my my number five is, is easy because it's also my number three and my number one. Uh, it is the uh, 
footlong tuna with provolone at uh, the subway at 8000 uh, state line road right next to the quick trip <laughs> easily the best one in town i gonna find it hard to top that's why it occupies three spaces in my top five uh real top five here let's go triple crown at Charbar. that is pulled barbecue pork smoked ham smoked bacon fantina caramelized onion pickles duke's mayo all on toasted sourdough it's just a fuck of a sandwich. That's something that you can have when you're bringing somebody to town, which you should be taking them to char bar anyways as part of their first round. But uh, yeah, they're like, what meat do I want? And you're like, just shove it all just in a in a stack, <laughs> shove it into your dumb gullet and like try to, like it's, it's one that you should just like have them order it and then just separate it out into its individual elements like a platter so they can at least taste the things individually and then reassemble it into an edible sandwich. Uh, yeah, the Triple Crown Char Bar. That's, uh, that's my number five. <laughs> Char Bar is awesome. They have like really good appetizers too. It's easy to spend a whole bunch of money there just to get a lot of food and it's all all worth it. It's, uh, I imagine that uh, for food stuff on this show, we're going to have to acknowledge a couple of things. Like hopefully everybody's back, but like uh, Char Bar is currently weekends only, which is a carry out thing. So like um, it's a great way to sponsor, to help them get through this. But uh Charbar Beer Kitchen and uh, Mickey's Hideaway are all owned by the same people. Uh, Beer Kitchen closed down months ago uh, for hibernation uh, until whenever. And now that Charbar's down, it's Mickey's that's open, the newest one. And I'm just always like, look, I, I adore Mickey's, but I'm just like, of those three, two are institutions and one is a new take on a thing. And I'm like, I don't know how that's the one that survived because it seems like Charbar should be the one like that sells its sauce around the country that like should have the door is yeah. open. Like that's a tourist mm -hmm. destination. If you're going to keep one of the three going, I don't know. I'm sure maybe the, the finances on, on how that works goes weird. I, I did love early in lockdown that Charbar went uh, roadside. Uh, and in order to try and keep people from all three restaurants uh, employed, they had a menu that was just the greatest hits of all three restaurants on one menu. And I loved it so much because I love all three of those places. Like this is this is perfect for me. Oh, I, I, I love having this option. Kind of wish they'd go back to that, but uh, sure. That's, that's where we idea. are. I like that. <laughs> All right, my number five. It's actually pretty close to Subway, Brock. It's uh, the Penny Club at Good Sense. And yep. you know, Good Sense, that qualifies as local. We didn't have that in Los Angeles, but I, I missed the Good Sense. <laughs> True. Um, and yeah, they actually cut the meat and the cheese and everything in front of you too. So that's a plus. It's not sitting in little containers. But my favorite thing about GoodSense is that you can get a 16-inch sandwich. That's the big selling point for me. Like, Quite I just frankly, want to anything at this point in time that will cut down on face. the number of times you have to go out in the world. Like, yeah, give me a pizza that's just twice the size of a normal pizza so I don't have to leave ever again for the week. Like, it's, it's actively, it's saving my life to give me more shit. <laughs> it's meal prep is what it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> exactly. So that's my number five. Pat, what is your number four? All right, number four, um, I don't know if you guys have been to String Hall in downtown Overland Park yet. Um, you know, it's the kind of food hall concept with a few different restaurants in there. Um, absolutely adore it. My wife and I go there all the time, uh, get food delivered from there all the time. Um, unrelated to my sandwich choice, but if you haven't been to Phoenix in String Hall, you absolutely have to. It's our favorite. Um, but sandwich-wise, there's an Italian spot within String Hall called Norcini. Um, pizza's great there, but they have some kick-ass sandwiches too. And they have this sort of Italian dip sandwich called the Goodfella that is Ooh. just phenomenal. Like, you know, just piles of fucking chuck roast and so much cheese melted on top. Yes. Um, 
we always ask for extra of the like au jus that you dip into it because we just soak that shit up. Like I'm such a paranoid eater and I hate the idea of people watching me eat because I'm, I have this beard and everything just gets all over. But with that one, it's like I zone out and I'm just like scooping this au jus up and it's just all over my face and you get in the zone with that one. We're the sort of gentlemen that no one in the world wants to see with au jus dripping out of their beard. I, I have the same the same fear. I, it's why I don't order it as often as I will. I'm like, no one needs this. No one needs this. <laughs> so yeah, I can't I can't recommend that one enough. It's great. Get extra au jus. Get extra of the. I always mispronounce this word. Jardinier. Um, oh, yeah, get, yeah, get extra of both of those things, and you're going to have a good time. So, somewhere Liz Cook and April, our food writers, are just, uh, if they're listening to this, are just grinding their teeth like a chalkboard. <laughs> a shiver, a shiver These motherfuckers don't yeah. know. <laughs> we, we call them sandwiches. Why do they not know <laughs> Pat, I got to know, what's the face on the wall behind you there? So I, <laughs> I am currently officing out of one of our kids' rooms. So that is like an uh, Ewok book out of the door. <laughs> So uh, there's more, you can kind of see oh, Boba yeah. Fett. Oh, I, I can see them through the Jabba bunk the bed. Hut. Yeah, this is yeah. a good opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's great. laughs> Brock, what is your number four? Uh, my number four is one that's, it's good. Uh, I, I think it has just become a personal connection thing for me right now. And it is the weekend breakfast sandwich uh, at the Drunken Worm. Uh, it is, it has been on their brunch for about a, a year or so here. Uh, and then during core, like it got dropped as part of their like reopening, like it isn't technically on the menu, but they still know how to make it. Uh, and so it has been a sandwich that just a, a, a pretty good toasted, uh, over easy chipotle mayo, avocado cheese thing just all comes together really well, but it has become the sort of thing that like, I wind up craving it throughout the week to the point that it is like the thing that will get me and my wife to risk our lives in the middle of pandemic to go get, we're like, look, we, we, we're not around people ever, but Saturday mornings, we will fucking go hard for that breakfast sandwich. It's a very Harley Quinn birds of prey thing for me now. Uh, so like, <laughs> yes, an unlisted breakfast sandwich, which now we have a dog and I've never had a dog before. So like uh, they have like two tables out in front of uh, the drunken worm where you can eat outside. So we can bring the dog and the dog, the dog likes the sandwich too uh, a lot. But uh, we've also been the ones sitting out there as it's gotten progressively more cold. And they're like, we weren't even going to put tables out there today. Are you sure you want to? It's like, me the risk of my life in there or out here. Like, I don't know. Some sort of flu is going to get me. I just want the fucking sandwich. So yeah, Drunken Worms unlisted breakfast sandwich uh, on the weekends. That's my number four. Well, very hip of you to do something off the menu. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hip only in the way that everyone has to have a limited menu because people are dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am a hipster in that way that uh, <laughs> bringing back the plague. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, okay, my number four is the Bell Street Bomb at De Bronx on 39th Street. It is roast beef, turkey, salami, provolone, herb, cream cheese, lettuce, tomato, and mayo. Now, I think mayo and cream cheese is a little overkill, but you know, it's uh, it's a pandemic. People are dying. So, you know, go ahead and get both. It doesn't matter. And, I like that that's just our recommendation on every every food here. <laughs> you know, we're going to die. Eat it. <laughs> get extra cream nihil cheese. Nihilist, nihilist hour for food recommendations. You know, yeah. You know what my number three is? It's uh, actually, it's the vaccine. The vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, with cream cheese. I don't know. It's a bit much, but <laughs> it's really popular right now, though. It's really, really hard to get. <laughs> really hard to get. <laughs> Uh, but that is my number four. Uh, Pat, sir, what is your number three pick? All right. Pull up my list again. Number three. Okay, so um, this was actually a pretty recent discovery for me. Uh, but there was a place that opened like late summer, early fall called Soft down off like 19th in May. Uh, and it was an outdoor only um, kind of kitchen that was tucked in this weird spot between office buildings. Um, and Soft has pretty much just burgers and chicken sandwiches, but their Cajun buttermilk chicken sandwich was uh, amazing. I mean, there's not a lot to say about it other than it was just a perfectly fried um, piece of chicken. You can add pepper jack cheese to it, which yes, you absolutely should. You should. Uh, pickles, you can get something called sassy sauce, which absolutely, just slather it with sassy sauce. Mm -hmm. Go to town on that thing. Um, they're closed right now, which really sucks, but I do know they're reopening in spring, so. Uh, everyone should put that on their you know, outdoor lunch list when weather gets nice again. Yeah, I feel like you're describing like a, a, a strip style situation where they're like, yeah, we got a chicken sandwich. We can take the, the chicken and we can put it on bread. Is that going to be enough for you? I was like, yes, that'll do. That sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, fried uh, chicken sandwiches are hard because there's so many good ones. Right. Um, I mean, and yeah, I mean, I love a good fried chicken sandwich and there's a lot of good ones around town that I thought about. Probably do a top five for just fried chicken sandwiches, honestly. I think so. I think that'd be easy to do. And that actually transitions into my number three, which is the buttermilk chicken sandwich at Mickey's Hideaway. Dang. Which is awesome. It's really good. Uh, let me see here. Crispy chicken breast, American cheese, pickles, the yum yum sauce on an egg bun. <laughs> so we've got sassy sauce and yum yum sauce. So you can get extra Brock, of both. Brock, if your number three doesn't have a clever soft name, then... And what are you even doing? Yeah, um, well, okay. Uh, so my number three is uh, is the entire menu at Updog. Just every single one of those hot dogs. My favorite sandwich in town right there. Because as we all know, hot dogs are a sandwich. Uh, so hot steak. I woke up today and chose violence. Let's go for it. <laughs> oh, you really did. Good for you. Debate me, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, like, I wondered if anyone was going to pick a hot dog or a burger. Like, I wondered if that was going to come up. And you, and you did it. Yeah. <laughs> so where, where is that dog? Uh, Independence. Okay. That's why I've never been there. I'm going to have to check. Is that, like, by the stadium? Uh, a little bit away from there. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty great. It's just an unlimited menu of hot dogs that all have. Yeah, I don't have the menu in front of me, but I'm sure that there are some insanely stupid sauce names on there, too. Yippie Kaye sauce. Let's say that that's something that they have. Slather it in Yippie Kaye. There, there's a Hawaiian dog that has a very vaguely named pink sauce on it. So that's, oh, that's mysterious. I don't care for that. Like it, <laughs> that. That one should definitely have spam on it as well. Like it's spam and pink sauce. Like really just, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> that sounds so good. Spam and pink sauce. Uh, okay. You got it too. <laughs> yeah. What's your number two? Uh, number two, so I felt like this was inevitable to have them on here, but at Pigwitch, I've tried about every sandwich at Pigwitch, and my I always go back to the banh mi. Um, I just think nice. it is staple. It's like an easy go-to. Um, you know, of course, they do it a little differently with using the pork meatballs instead of like a sliced pork, but I just think it's so well done. The meatballs are delicious. Um, you know, a banh mi, just generally speaking, is such a great sandwich that I feel like, you know, you don't necessarily see super regularly. So, you know, that one was 
huge for me this summer, spring, you know, being able to go sit on the Paywitch patio and that, you know, on Saturdays with the city market going on and everything. Yeah, I almost put the Bon Me Paywitch on my list. It was on my alternates. Uh, Brock, what's your number two? Uh, well, uh, keeping with our theme of just staying on 39th Street as much as fucking possible. You know, there's there's a sandwich that uh, I think you know it. I think you love it. You got the shredded cheese. You got the sour cream. You got the guac. You got the curly fries. You have your choice of meat. You know what I'm talking about. Tiki Tacos, KC Burrito. Choosing violence here every every round, boys. Uh, yeah, that, that burrito is the ultimate Kansas City sandwich to me. Like, it's just, I, I love that it's like, what if we took Mexican cuisine and just Midwest the fuck out of it. Throw some Arby's fries in there. Let's go the distance. <laughs> Is there ranch in there? Probably. Yeah, I was going to say, this needs in like Hidden Valley or something, right? It should be instead of the sour cream, right? Like we should, re- yeah. You know what? I'll let them know next time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the last time, I think the last time we were in there was St. Patrick's Day, right before everything shut down. And like, there, like a brawl broke out. And I was just like, we're in Tiki Taco, sirs. Oh, uh, a woman was trying to, was, was so drunk she was falling down and kept insisting she was going to drive home. And her husband kept trying to take her keys away. And she kept hitting him with the keys. And everyone was a little too befuddled to, to do anything, including the employees that were sort of like making like a, a, a half circle around it, but wasn't getting involved. They're like, I think this is going to resolve itself, but we got to protect everyone. Yeah. So I don't know. They got to work on their crowd management. <laughs> uh, is this a burrito you've ever eaten sober? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's thinking. Huh. Oh. <laughs> was it was it you that they caught on doing the dancing video outside of tiki taco yeah that was it me. was right yes yeah. okay I, I was like this is gonna be weird if i if i was, yeah the, there's there's footage from their security footage of, of Pat waiting for for tiki taco food at night just dancing the shit up and they just posted it to facebook the next day they're like one one happy customer. I was just like, now then I just started dancing there all the time. I was like, let's normalize being throw, throwing down drunk outside Tiki Taco when there's nothing to do. Yeah, just being drunk and happy and dancing, just waiting for your tacos. Just like I yeah, the taco with excited. French fries in the bitch. This rules. Yes, the best. Yeah. Okay, my number two is uh, the BLT at the Peanut, which this nice. is like, this is a classic. This is a staple in Kansas City. Uh, also, though, this is weird. I don't like tomatoes, so I get avocado instead of tomatoes. I hate tomatoes too, brother. We're here. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, they're talking about sandwiches without tomatoes. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you fucking idiots. Uh, it's true, though. Uh, tomatoes are gross, and they shouldn't be on sandwiches, and that's how I feel. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I wish the peanut didn't charge me $2. I wish it was like an even substitution. So I'm a little bitter about that, but it's fine. I'll pay the $2. And, uh, you know, you can also add an egg to it, which you should, because uh, if, you know, that's an option, add an egg, do it. Don't be a coward. Uh, that's my number two. So this is, we're going into the final round now. Uh, round. Mr. Pat, yeah. what is your number one favorite sandwich in Kansas City? All right. So this was a difficult choice. It came down to two sandwiches at the same place, but at Bay Boy, I was lucky enough to be introduced to Bay Boy by some coworkers a while back. Um, the Bandit is a beautiful sandwich. It's a hot roast beef sandwich uh, with raspberry jam on it and a horse spicy horseradish sauce. So it's just like this crazy mixture of savory and sweet and spicy. But then the real kicker, if you haven't been to Bay Boy, is the bread there. So they call it 
Dutch crunch bread. And so I don't know exactly what they sprinkle on it, do some kind of sugar or something, but during the baking process, it gets this like sweet crunch on the top bun. And it is a life-changing experience. Like, I just want to eat Dutch crunch bread with everything. Like, I would dip it into my coffee in the morning and drink my coffee that way by just shoving Dutch crunch bread into my mouth. Like, it is absolutely fantastic. Where is this place? Bayboy is West Plaza. Um, it's tucked in there. I'm trying to think the pizza place is like Johnny Joe's. Is that in West Plaza area? But it is a tiny little spot. Like It's, it's so like on a hill, there. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, it almost looks like it's in a house or something. It looks like it's in San Francisco. It does. <laughs> yeah, lots of, like, I think there's apartments on top of it or something. But, um, yeah, I mean, tiny little space. So even before everything went to hell, like, you could fit maybe, like, eight people into their dining area. So, of course, they have just been doing to-go stuff uh, for quite a while now. But, yeah, it is beautiful. Is this the kind of bread that I'm going to want to, like, like horf down immediately upon getting to my car while it's still warm? Or is it the sort of thing that can travel with me about 10 minutes back to my place? It travels okay, but once you taste it, yes, you will want to just keep devouring right. it as you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brock, what is your number one favorite sandwich in Kansas City? Uh, my number one favorite uh, sandwich in Kansas City uh, always kind of just respected its its ballsiness uh, and finally took the dive uh, ahead of uh, this recording. And uh, yes, it is more of a threat than it is a good time, uh, but do threaten me with a good time. It is uh, over at the well, uh, and they have a, a sandwich called the Mahomes. Uh, and what the Mahomes is, is that their uh, chef was listening to Patrick Mahomes on a radio show one day listing off all of his favorite food again just a list of his favorite foods not a list of things that belongs together just everything <laughs> everything that he liked and so the sandwich that he made was a combination of those things and what is on this just unmanageable tower of food <laughs> the sandwich uh, you've got fried mac and cheese, there's yeah. a ribeye steak, there's Swiss cheese, there's house-made jumbo tater tots, there's onion rings, there's cheese curds, there's sriracha ketchup, and sometimes they'll just throw in something else like a whole burger patty. Like, it is an unmanaged, like, they even specify in the menu, like, you have to pay extra for sides on this, but no one has ever ordered sides because it's made of sides. Like, it already <laughs> incorporated it. And, like, I, I appreciate that, like, it is for Mahomes. Like, we have the most threatening football player on the planet, and he deserves a food that just no one should try. You can't tackle it. You can't tackle Mahomes. Uh, but it is there, and it is the thing that you can spend money on. Uh, so I, as as much as the the Tiki Taco KC burrito feels <laughs> spiritually like the best sandwich here, uh, this is just a, 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 a tall chunk of man uh, that you cannot fit in your mouth, and they can quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> is this like an expensive sandwich since it has the entire menu on it? It it is not. It's only like fifteen or sixteen bucks because like oh, wow. nothing there costs anything. Like I don't know, throw some of the mac and cheese out there, throw on the sure, yeah. throw that oh, on there. Why not? Which is why, like, it's not even specific on, like, what else they might add, because, I don't know, they probably just look around like, well, that's warm, gone. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is about to go bad. Let's throw that on there. I mean, yeah. Have you guys, Mahomes, have you guys heard of the garbage plate in Rochester, New York? I think it so. It feels like Kansas City's version of a garbage plate. So a garbage plate is, like, 
fried potatoes, baked beans, hot dogs, onions, like a chili sauce. I feel like this is Kansas City's garbage plate. The Mahomes. What, what is it called at the bar where you take the the thing and then you just take a shot of everything that's spilled at the bar? <laughs> the right? Right? Of the yeah, yeah. So <laughs> well, we're talking the food and drink equivalents here. So. <laughs> Oh, that's exactly what that is. All right, my number one, which I cannot believe was not taken, although I'm sure some of you thought about it, is the Z-Man at Joe's KC. Ah, uh, I was wondering if that'd make an appearance. It is, uh, it's awesome. Uh, typically, it has slow-smoked beef brisket, uh, Provel cheese, and two crispy onion rings on a Kaiser mm. roll. Uh, I like to get the burnt-in Z-Man, though. That's where I think it's at. And some people don't like barbecue and cheese, or specifically burnt-ins and cheese. And to that, I say, you're wrong. Put cheese on things. If you can put cheese on something, do it. it makes I agree it with that motto. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's my number one. So this was the top five. Now, here's the thing. What I should have done is write down all of your answers so that I could do a nice little recap at the end of the show. I did not do that. I forgot to do that. So I will uh, do the recap in the outro. But Pat, where can people follow you online and find out what you're up to? Uh, so you can find me at, uh, at Pat's Hopped Up on Twitter and Instagram. That's the best place to find me. Oh yeah, you have a food blog too, don't you? I do. So yeah, over uh, about mid uh, mid 2020, my wife and I started a food blog. Um, we were kind of sick of looking at recipe sites with fucking novels before you actually got to the part where you cook. So um, we started a recipe website of some of the things we love to make called Shut Up, Let's Eat. Um, and we guarantee that no more than like three to four sentences before we get to the recipe itself. So that's shutupletseat.com. Also just shut up, let's eat on Twitter and Instagram as well. I appreciate that your whole line, it is like, this is not about us for once. <laughs> it's not about my summer abroad in Belize. <laughs> Pat, what's, Pat, what's the absolute worst thing you watch during quarantine? What's the dumbest thing that you guys put on to kill time? Oh my God. That is a really difficult thing to answer. Uh, we will, well, particularly, I watch a lot of really dumb stuff after my wife goes to sleep because I'm all about like, you know, the B horror movies and stuff. Sometimes we'll be looking at, you know, Hulu or Netflix the next day and it'll show the continue watching or whatever. And she's like, what the fuck were you watching last <laughs> night? So yeah, I, it's hard to pick one, um, you know, God. That you're really putting me on the spot with that but we we started this out with like we had a running list of all these like art films and classics and gaps that we had and we're like oh we got all this time we're gonna do it and starting about week one we were like well i don't have the concentration to watch a film with subtitles how many seasons of married at first sight are there there's just 18 <laughs> different like 90 day fiance spinoffs let's fucking mainline them all because it's just sex trafficking designed as fun let's see what we can do to our brains if we do that so i'm not above it i just want to know what everyone else is doing just to make me feel better <laughs> we uh did recently just start watching something called the confession killer which um i'm drawing a blank on the guy's name but it was basically this guy who got um pinned for one murder uh and then he got into police custody and basically started admitting to all these other murders around the country but what they figured out was that the sheriff was basically just coddling him and giving him like this cushy life in jail so that he would admit to all these murders so that they could clear them in all these states so he was admitting like 300 murders and then they figured out that he didn't commit any of these that he was just you know being treated like a rock star in jail and that's how he wanted to go out cool thanks for sharing that with us that is not as embarrassing as it could be (laughs) 
Yeah, I've uh, I started watching all the Bruce Willis movies that went direct to VOD, and they're all hard kill, first kill, last kill, dumb kill. That's what they're all called. And uh, the kill in between. Yeah, <laughs> and they're, and they're just called what they're about. It's trauma center. Like they're just named after what the movie <laughs> takes place in. Airstrike. Um, <laughs> and they're all ninety minutes, and they all take place in one location. And Bruce Willis was there for maybe one day because all the coverage of him too. It's they just show his hands, they just show his legs. It's like, oh, Bruce Willis is not in this shot. He was not here filming this day. And he just, he phones it in. And I don't recommend uh, wasting your time doing that because it uh, makes you depressed, so. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for doing this. Uh, Brock, do you want to plug your socials here? I'm at Brock Wilbur on all of the things, but also uh, more important than that, come check out the pitch. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the, uh, the first episode here of Top 5. Uh, boy, that was, <laughs> this went great. Uh, Pat, you really know how to put together a show. Um, the, the pitch is doing uh, breaking news every day at thepitchkc.com. Uh, if you got a couple of bucks to throw our way, please keep local journalism alive because, oh my God, we're struggling. Uh, who would have guessed that having a business model based entirely on local small businesses would uh, crumble when all the local small businesses crumbled? Yee. Uh, so um, yeah, enjoy what we're doing. Uh, grab the magazine on stands. And if you're not going out in the world, all the magazines are available to read digitally these days, so you don't have to touch shit. So uh, we would love your support, uh, and thank you for uh, thank you for listening. And uh, please subscribe to this, our new favorite show, <laughs> and uh, your podcast too, Streetwise. Yeah. I, I, I got the Streetwise podcast. I got a weekly little newslettery thing. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we we highlight and interview cool people in the Kansas City world. Uh, uh, last week, uh, we interviewed a 25-year-old local writer uh, who has her first book in an eight-part YA fantasy series, which is a retelling of King Arthur, but done in a steampunk 1920s setting with dinosaurs. I'm just like, you've written something where literally any story is there. So like you hitting eight books doesn't seem like a big deal to me. Like you've got... Yeah, whenever whenever in doubt, fucking dinosaurs and, and sky blimps. Like it's yeah, perfect. Like you're good. <laughs> Brock, Pat, thank you so much for coming on, guys, and uh, I'll see you soon. See ya. Thank you. That was the first episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, real quick, I'm gonna recap what everyone picked here since I was not professional enough to do that. The first time Pat Mullen's number five was the corn beef short rib Reuben from the brass onion. Number four from Strang Hall, The Good Fella. Number three, the Cajun Buttermilk Chicken Sandwich at Sauced. His number two was the Bon Mi from Pigwitch. And his number one was the Bandit from Bayboy. Uh, Brock's top five started off with number five, the Triple Crown at Char Bar. His number four was the Weekend Breakfast Sandwich at the Drunken Worm. His number three was the entire menu at Updog. Because some people just want to watch the world burn. Case in point, his number two is Tiki Taco's KC Burrito. You heard me. His number one is the Mahomes Sandwich from the Well. And my top five was starting off with number five, the Penny Club at Good Sense. Number four, the Bell Street Bomb at DeBronx. Number three, the Buttermilk Chicken Sandwich from Mickey's Hideaway. Number two, the BLT at the Peanut. And number one, the Burnt NZ Man from Joe's KC. And I just want to thank you again for checking out the show. I hope you come back again next week. The shows are going to get better. They're going to get more fun. And I'm going to get better at recording them over Zoom. Because full disclaimer, this was my first time. And uh, I made a little mistake. A little, little whoopsie. 
You are able to on Zoom record three separate tracks so I could have a track for myself and Pat and Brock, but I didn't do that. I only had one recording, so I only had one track, which means there are times in the show where I talk over Brock, and that's because I have an obnoxious personality. So if there are moments in the podcast that sound like a Robert Altman movie where people are talking over each other and you can't understand them, that is why, and that won't happen again. The song you're hearing right now is by KC Band Dog Lava. Check them out on Spotify and Instagram at Dog Lava. Have an idea for a top five we should do for an episode? Hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at Patrick Moore KC. Support the pitch, support local, support Kansas City. And as always, if I die young, bury me in sassy sauce. Touchdown, Kansas City! This was a production of the Pitch Podcast Network. The Pitch is Kansas City's independent source for news and culture. Check out thepitchkc.com to see more podcasts from us, including information for how to subscribe to The Pitch or become a sustaining member. Story ideas or feedback? Write to tips at thepitchkc.com. Pitch in and we'll make it through.